Welcome to episode 91 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I am very ready to start reading for fun again. And I'm Annie Jones, the owner of a bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Today we had a chat with the man upstairs, Scott Chastain. <laughs> Scott owns Everfan, an imaginative play company based upstairs at the bookshelf. <laughs> On the second floor. That's right. Which is not actually a place where they sell things, and it is also not a place where we have books. No, it is the Everfan Cave, and they do a lot of internet business, mm-hmm. and they base all of their operations upstairs. And many of our customers... <laughs> wander on up. Wander on up looking for, oh, is this your children's section? <laughs> no, you, you just, just you, walk, you missed, w- walk you missed it. through it. <laughs> um, it happens a lot. Yeah. Almost every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was fun to get kind of a behind-the-scenes look. I mean, we get a behind-the-scenes look at everything. We do. Um, almost every day. But we're, we are good friends with them. Yeah, but it's fun to give listeners kind of a look at what Everfan is and what Scott and his crew kind of do. And yeah, I think this was a fun interview. And I hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed talking. Incredible! We're so excited. <laughs> I wanted to put a jacket on, but that would still be overkill. That's overkill. Yeah. Just well, enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. I dressed, prepared, ran outside. Was like, Daddy, there's cold outside. <laughs> oh, that makes That's the best way to say it. Shut up! I get the center seat. Center seat. Right. Here right, you we guys are. are so tall. Wow. To get yeah. your heights combined, <laughs> what would that be? Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> So who am I following up? I had, uh... We just finished talking to Ann Bogle, modern oh. Mrs. Darcy on yeah. the internet. Yeah. Who has the podcast? Did, like, what a teleconference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We skyped. Yeah, this good. will be my third podcast of the day. We got one more. Man, it started <laughs> early. It's my second. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, welcome to the front porch. Thank you. We record inside now for noise purposes. Uh, say, we, <laughs> we have never actually recorded on the front porch since I have been a co-host. That's true. So, but when Katie was on board. I'm sorry, listeners, <laughs> for ruining your mental too image. Distraction. Well, there, the birds were a nice touch, but it was the loud trucks that just... Yeah, sirens are, every now and then. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Yeah. kind of ruined the audience. Children. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, I think that could have been nice. The squeaking sure. children from the you school. Like children. <laughs> like squeaking swing sets, and it sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> or like the beginning of Are You Afraid of the Dark is what I'm really picturing. Mm-hmm. Children laughing and squeaky swing sets. And yeah. Mm. It's almost Halloween. Uh, we, played a, we played a prank on a friend in college with that. Yeah, it can get spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott. Yes. You run Everfan. Correct. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, tell us. So when we are at the bookstore and somebody comes in, and probably every day somebody says, "Oh, what's upstairs?" Mm-hmm. and our answer is a superhero cape company. But we know now that Everfan is also growing into more than that. So why don't you first tell listeners what Everfan is? Okay. Yeah. It's not an easy question to answer. <laughs> uh, I've still yet to quite figure out how the best way to answer this. You don't have your elevator speech? Well, <laughs> I, I kind of. But then there's just, I mean, I guess it brings up so many more questions. So it's never an easy <laughs> 
I don't have an easy like you know elevator speech that just answers everybody's questions. Then you can just point them to this. Yeah, exactly. Use this podcast episode. Give it <laughs> right. a listen. Right. Um, so yeah, we. I would say right now we are a company that uh, makes custom costume accessories. Um, we obviously did start with uh, kind of focusing all of our attention on superhero capes and eye masks and things like that. Uh, but now we are kind of venturing out into other types of products. Uh, we have tutus and crowns, and we hope to kind of expand that to other types of accessories, costume dress-up accessories. Um, the kind of the underlying thing about whatever fan is about is kind of tapping into not only kids but adults as well, imaginations um, yeah. in our products. Um, the, the idea is that kids uh, can mix and match um, different types of costume accessories and kind of create their own character and kind of be uh, whatever type of superhero princess pirate they want to be. <laughs> um, so long, like, you know, in the future, the, the hope is, is that we will have superhero accessories, princess accessories, pirate accessories, and kids can, you know, just basically kind of pick and choose and design and create their own character and um, do that kind of thing. So we, we don't do any kind of licensed characters anymore. We actually started doing some collegiate stuff when we first started. Mm -hmm. But now we've kind of, the, the direction we're going now is kind of more towards uh, kind of giving our customers part of the creativity process mm -hmm. and kind of giving uh, them some of that. Um, ability to play with our products and do things with them that you know we're not giving them the Batman costume or right. the princess costume we're letting them kind of create it out of a lot of different accessories maybe so one thing you uh, are married to Katie you still yes. the bookstore so my question for you you guys are both to me so entrepreneurial I feel like I kind of fell into it really thanks to you so thank you um, <laughs> um but i feel like you guys handle entrepreneurship so well meaning your idea people and even what you just described everfan kind of started as one thing and you've been able to morph it maybe a different direction than you thought and as someone where that would terrify someone like me like going in right. a different direction than i originally intended yeah that seems to be a major part of entrepreneurship so how did you decide to maybe shift in a different direction yeah, it's definitely been a big part of Everfan. Um, our experience with the bookstore, um, you know, we, I would say we, we didn't fall into it, but it was kind of, it was about to close mm -hmm. and it was an opportunity that we felt like, you know, why not do right. it? It was a little, for us at that time, it wasn't a huge investment uh, to kind of get it and uh, we figured it would be our first dab at entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. um, and from that point, we were just kind of building up and trying to turn it, turn it into something. Mm -hmm. um, with Everfan, um, there was, we did start with kind of, uh, collegiate superhero capes. Mm -hmm. um, and I quickly realized that I was kind of in over my head with collegiate licensing and oh, yeah. the whole market. I mean, you're competing with Nike and Under Armour. I mean, the, the players that are at the table with, for collegiate products are all big mm -hmm. and that's the direction that's going they're making it harder and harder for small companies to kind of get into that market um so yeah so i had to kind of you know it wasn't an easy thing the mm -hmm. making the pivot was i won't say it was uh kind of a do or die thing but right. you know you're kind of putting those situations where if you don't adjust and kind of follow where your the demand of your products are mm -hmm. then you'll just kind of sink trying to force 
something that, you know, uh, maybe is not quite working. So, you know, it was kind of fortunate for us because as I was realizing that, you know, my original idea wasn't going to work the way I hoped it was, um, another part of the business was growing. Mm -hmm. And so I kept getting contacted from people all around the world saying, hey, can you print our logo on these capes? Can you do this with, with the capes? And I realized that there's a niche market that nobody's really capitalizing on. Um, so it kind of made it a little bit easier. I mean, it wasn't real easy, but, you know, it did. There was at least a um, kind of a bright spot that I knew I could pivot towards. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't like, okay, where does this come from? Well, I have no clue where this is going right. to go. Like, I felt like we're going to make this pivot, and I, I know what direction it's going to need to go from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it is a big part of entrepreneurship, and it's not easy. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's constant. <laughs> it like is it's, constant. Yeah, as soon as you think you're, you can't ever get comfortable because there seems to be always something else that comes into play. I know. That's really hard for me. Yeah. That's really tough. Reevaluating every three days. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure, and Jordan kind of is the same way, where I think we think we've solved a problem. And then I am sure people in my life are sick of me saying, well, this also happened, so now I have this new problem. Like, right. It's a hydra. It, yeah. it just drives me crazy. So I think that you and Katie handle it very well. well <laughs> I thought our personalities do lend themselves to, like, being comfortable in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we have to worry sometimes, like, you can kind of be too comfortable sometimes. And, you know, as a family, like, trying to plan for your family. We have two girls. Right. Like, you know, some people can look at that and you know, you know, we're not saving any money right now. Like we're not, you know, right. where, where other, some of our friends are putting savings away and right. college funds and all this kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> we're worried about our businesses. And, yeah. You know, what's next? It's a trade-off all the time. Yeah, um, it is. But that, um, that's okay. And it's not for everybody. Right. You know, but I think, I think more people would do it if, if they just were willing to take that initial, you know, you took the plunge. I so, did. You know, <laughs> I did. I told somebody at lunch the other day, I think I was at lunch with um, Janice Ray, the visiting author, and I just said something like, oh, I'm not a risk taker. And people at lunch were like, Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, that didn't come naturally. I, I think it was just this opportunity of a bookstore. I thought, okay, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. Um, another question I kind of have for you is what what were you originally? You weren't always a superhero cape guy. How did this happen? Yeah. Um, so I went to school at Auburn uh, and got a master's in landscape architecture. Okay. Um, so, yeah, right, of course. Well, yeah, people are like, how do you even get from that to you know, superhero capes? Um, but for me, and I think in everything I kind of look at, I feel like going through architecture school um, was kind of design thinking. Mm-hmm. and it's design element. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so every, whether it's designing the packaging that our products are in, whether it's designing our logo, whether it's designing capes or the next product, um, it's a design problem that I feel like I can apply some of those same education, you know, principles to uh, this completely different type of business. Um, so that's so yeah. So I was a landscape architect. Um, we I lived in Philadelphia for about four years, and 
worked at a, a big firm doing urban design, mm-hmm. and then we moved to, to Thomasville, where uh, I'm from. Um, that was kind of Katie's first experience at a small town. Um, <laughs> and uh, so then I had my own practice here, which was a, a very small practice. And it just when the economy and the real estate market tanked, mm-hmm. there just wasn't a lot here to, to do. Right. Right. So. So kind of necessity led you to yeah i mean i kind of tell people maybe like the the downtime allowed for you know creative wills to spin and it just the ideas kind of came and i decided i had time to kind of pursue it and slowly kind of developed it as a part-time thing until about two years ago it became my full ever fan became full-time and i kind of started just not accepting any more landscape projects so now you're Completely enmeshed in the world of Everfan. Yes, that is correct. And I, I do miss uh, the landscape world. Uh, that, is, that is still a big interest of mine. But I You're just welcome have to come over well, here anytime. Yeah. I'm sure that's the same thing. That's why you got your master's. Right. In landscape architecture was to do my yard. The, yeah, the, the prune bushes. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, which that, that was another tough thing here. To is, explain. Yeah, to be able to explain to people what I do in the, in the landscape field. Right, it's not lawn maintenance. No. no. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But urban design. I would think in Thomasville, at least as somebody who's only lived here three years, it seems to be pretty important to Thomasville. I feel like there are little parks and things that they want to do to maybe make that better in Thomasville. Yeah, I think there's been a huge change in the past five years um, towards that. Yeah. Um, I think when, when we, we first moved here, I guess it's been about 10 years now, um, I remember as a landscape architect when they when they hired their first real city planner, mm-hmm. um, and so that was only probably eight years ago. Wow! Mm. So before that, they maybe had a uh, building code kind of play, but they didn't really have a, a planner who could help kind of create visions of parks and bike trails and stuff you like that. Thomasville grow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, it is a new thing for Thomasville, but I, they do it, the city values it, and it's fun to see you know some of the things they have coming into pipe. At Everfan, you know, when we tell people superhero capes and they inevitably look at us a little bit like, what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, like there's the cocktail. Um, One of the things I try to explain, because it's one thing that I thought was really neat, is a lot of businesses obviously use you or at least used to use you guys to maybe do team building stuff and like Mm -hmm. to have their own capes. But another aspect that I never would have thought of is superhero capes like at hospitals and for kids who are getting MRIs or something like that. Can you tell us more about projects like that? Yeah, so that's probably a... A good chunk of our business is partnering with hospitals and other nonprofits that are doing things for kids who are facing kind of health challenges. Um, but yeah, the, the one thing I quickly realized uh, with capes, and I guess it was with me as a kid too, why, you know, I, I love them as a kid, <laughs> is that when you put it on, it just, I, kids have always watched superheroes or, or read comic books. And so you kind of, a cape just kind of symbolizes, you know, this kind of uh, hope and the power to overcome. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of gives people, and, and when kids put it on, they kind of embrace that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously I think hospitals kind of see the power of a product like that for the kids that are in the hospitals or going through chemo or whatever it may be. Um, so, I mean, for instance, one hospital we're working with um, for kids who go in for cancer scans, um, it's kind of a full body scan that a lot of kids are uh, pretty afraid of. Mm-hmm. And so we work with them to design a, a T-shirt with a cape that Velcros to it, which you kind of see like pajamas that do that. Yeah. Uh, but they need to have their specifics of the type of material, sure. you know, the way the cape was done so that they, they can take the cape off during the scan and then put it back on after the scan. 
Um, and so they developed this whole program. And so we, we've been working with them for the past two years um, of making these products for them for that program. That's excellent. That's really um, cool. So yeah, so it's a lot of opportunities like that. We've worked with a nonprofit called Heart Heroes mm-hmm. that um, gives capes uh, to kids with heart disease. And so we have partnered with them for the past two years, and they also provide uh, money for research and stuff like that too. But um, it's, it's it's neat to know that when we're making a cape, um, you know, we kind of we see pictures of the kids that they're going to, and it just makes it, uh, you know, uh, our whole kind of production team, you know, gives us some more importance to what we're doing. Yeah, it makes it more it makes unique. it personal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and speaking of your production team, you guys. Have so much fun. That's the next question I was going to ask. I have here. I read it on your list. Staff have a lot of fun. Why is that important? But also, don't give me too much information because I don't want bookshelf staff to move upstairs. <laughs> I think the bookshelf has plenty of fun too. I don't know. Sometimes um, I'm like, we're not having bubble blowing contests down here. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of it is like we with some of our customers that we work with. So, like you mentioned, team building. Yeah. Um, and so we do have several customers that come to us who are going to a conference. And so they're using our capes in a fun way. And we usually, we hear those stories. And so sometimes it's like, oh, why don't we do that as a staff (laughs) or something? Um, And so we kind of, you know, we want to reflect, uh, we want to be a company that kind of reflects the culture of our products per se. So if a company is coming, if if they're going to be ordering from us, um, we don't want to be a bunch of stick in the muds trying to just sell them capes. Like we want to show them that we embrace what we're doing Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's more to us than just selling a cape. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of, um, we, yeah, embody the culture that comes with it. So how do you, you know, as a small business owner, you know, I feel like we can't maybe always offer the benefits that a bigger company might. So how do you um, encourage your staff or how do you make sure that your staff is happy and having yeah. a good time and also doing their jobs and things like that? Yeah, that is a tough thing. Um, and it's one of the, as a business owner, yeah. it never kind of leaves your mind. Um, and as a small business, you really, I don't think you can ever fully uh, compensate your employees no. what you would like to. Right. I mean, and employees often don't realize that, uh, but no it is. Uh, but um, but yeah. So at, at Everfan, um, you know, we do what we can with as far as salaries go. But mm-hmm. then we try our best to create a, a fun culture. You know, which so people, it's a little bit of a balance of lifestyle versus compensation. So uh, we have several mothers that work for us mm-hmm. who have to pick up kids after school. Maybe have to leave early. Um, and so we allow with all my employees a very flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. So um, if they need to take off or come in late or vice versa, you know, I let them know that, you know, uh, it's up to they can do it as long as they get their work done, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then um, also we don't track vacation days. Mm-hmm. And so it's a pretty open thing there. Um, and so uh, we're kind of trying that out mm-hmm. and seeing how that goes. Um, and just recently, uh, one little benefit we started, um, several of our employees, uh, do yoga. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually, Everfan is doing yoga once a week, oh, um, fun. at a local studio here. <laughs> and so it's, Everfan's paying for just that one class yeah. and, and whoever can make it that day makes it. And so that's just an extra, like, you know, we can't provide health insurance, but right. <laughs> we maybe can promote a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> Which is important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of where we're trying to think creatively of how we can yeah. do some of that stuff. You know, how it works long term, 
We'll see. Right. I mean, it's kind of an evolving it's a kind of thing. constant question. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And then new government laws and stuff like right. that can change that. You know, if you get one extra employee, the whole dynamic can change. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where we are right now. Okay. So we have four questions that we ask every guest who comes on the podcast. Can I ask, did I ask a quick question? Of yes. course. Did y'all know today's National Podcast Day? <gasps> what? No. <laughs> I think so. I could be wrong, but Emily, one of my employees told me right before I came here, uh, I think she happened to see it. Oh, we'll have to take you a picture. You may have to double check and that. And hashtag this later. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag FTFP. So I could be very I wrong. I need to make sure that doesn't We're stick to other things. We'll um, fact check this. <laughs> right, please do. Yeah. Okay. So hit me with the questions. Okay. Um, we don't always ask these in the same order. Um, so since you mentioned podcasts, do you listen to any other podcasts? I do. Uh, not a lot, but I do have a few. Um, I like to listen to uh, Slate Political Gabfest. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, with you know, obviously this time of season, right? You know, uh, it's, a, it's one I kind of chime into a good bit. A lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> For better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another one I've been listening to is Startup. Oh, uh, Startup's oh, really yeah. good. I yeah, I love Gimlet in general. Yeah, yeah, so I haven't ventured out to all of Gimlet's offerings. Reply all, reply all, reply all. all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good one. PJ and Alex, if you're listening. <laughs> um, so I, I'm just in the season two on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one, which, you know, obviously we're talking about startups yeah. and businesses. Right. So it's a, a thing that I enjoy kind of listening to. So those are kind of the two main ones right now that uh, I listen to. Um, what is a classic you've never read but you wish you had? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I mean, I guess there's a lot of classics you want to read. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll say this: where next on my list is, I, I think it's a class. Would be considered a classic, Confederacy of Dunces. Oh yeah, yeah, modern um, classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I had a friend who said I needed to read it, uh, and particularly given yeah. <laughs> our cultural climate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, it could be. Uh, um, and then another one I've always wanted to read and just haven't gotten around to it, which would probably come up next after that would be Catch Twenty Two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've never read that one either. Nor have I. Um, so. Mm. Yeah. We, all, we don't have much to offer on that. We all failed this test. Uh, Yikes. Um, so, yeah, and I don't really have a reason why. I, won't, I mean, it's just been one that I've felt like I wanted to get around to and never have. And so. it looks doable. Yeah, right. exactly. Maybe that's it. It's pretty big. Well, uh, I don't know. Comparatively, like, Anna Karenina has come okay, on this podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> sure. So I feel like Catch-22 seems a little I'm more comparing to, yeah. like, the one people confuse with all the time, Catcher in the Rye, which is um, a very small, small book. Also yeah, yeah. worth reading though. Oh, Catra is so good. Catra is so good. Um, so yeah, so I guess those two would be on my list. Of... Those are good ones. Those are good ones. So you are a Thomasville native. But you also have lived not here in yeah. places very different as Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your favorite part about life in the South? Huh. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I would first say, like, I really enjoy living in big cities and also small towns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in both places, it's important for me to live in the city where I'm around, you know, whether it's Thomasville small downtown or in Philadelphia's kind of urban core. Um, but I think, so as far as living in the South, um, I don't know if I, there's something specific to the South, I would say, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I enjoyed the Northeast. I mean, the Southern hospitality, which I think people, a lot of people, you know, say, I, you know, I've, I've really found that everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> to some degree. Uh-huh. 
Um, and sometimes that cannot be the best, you know, the, the hospitality is not always uh, the best um, all the time. But um, so, hmm, can I give maybe about Thomasville? Yeah. Maybe yeah, more specific than Thomasville? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Thomasville is just a pretty unique place in the South as a small town um, with, with the downtown, with the historic neighborhoods around it. Um, there's just as a great community, which you get to experience as working in the bookstore, you get to meet a lot of those people. And it's really a small community that kind of surrounds itself around our downtown Mm -hmm. and and that. And it's just, I think it's a great, uh, experience and a great type of life to live, um, where you have a little bit of culture for a small town. Um, but you know, the only downside I think to Thomasville is it's not real close to any big city. Right. Yeah. And so you really, from a creative side, you miss, you know, at least I do, I miss being around other creative people and just kind of the chaos of a city. That right. I think I that's the challenge of. for sure. When we were looking at houses here, we, um, I looked at Brent Runyon's house. Right. And so he and I were chatting. We had not moved here yet. And he said, if you move here, you will probably take vacations in big cities from now on for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Because here is so <laughs> low-key and kind of laid back, and I don't know if I'm either of those things. And so and so for me, it's really nice to go to a big city and to use public transportation right. or to, exp- I don't know. And Thomasville, for a small town, offers some really great cultural opportunities. Absolutely. Um, but there is something about a big city that's really stimulating creatively Yeah. Um, that I do miss. And so, you know, we have to find that in Tallahassee, which... Yeah, in Tallahassee... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Tallahassee's I'm from getting Tallahassee, better. and I feel like they're trying. They are trying. Yeah. They've done some good stuff here lately. Yeah. I feel like in the past five years, Tallahassee's even come a long way. And that's as, as long as I've lived in Tallahassee, but... Even just Cascades Park in the past couple exactly. years has been yeah. huge. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like Thomasville is the same way, where they're looking at things other cities are doing, and then they're trying hard to emulate that. And I know Tallahassee has been doing that, mm-hmm. so that's encouraging that the cities where we live and work are at least really trying hard to yeah. do new things, right? Or to do things that work other places. Yeah, yeah. I never. It's funny. I never got when we we're in Philadelphia. I'm, I probably could live in a big city all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have family ties here, and I, I, I love living in a small town. But, uh, yeah, I feed off of the hustle and bustle of the city and just being around that many people and a little bit of the chaos to me. I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me it's at all. It's just a bigger web. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, the last question we ask is, what are you reading right now? Mm, I just started uh, When Breath Becomes Air. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've had it. Katie got it for me because mm-hmm. um, I told her I wanted to read it. And so I'm finally. I, I kind of sat there for a while because I know <laughs> I, had to, I didn't need to kind of get ready just to dive into it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but yeah, so I just started diving into that uh, this past week. That's a book that I wrote down. We're brainstorming titles for one book, 2017, mm. already, and I did pencil that one down because I just That thought, would be awesome. Yeah, I think there would be so many interesting conversations, and you could have both about end-of-life care and and then the spiritual aspect, which he really talks about quite a bit. Um I don't know. And that's a really powerful book. And Jordan, I made Jordan read it after I <laughs> after I finished it. So we both, the Jones household, really enjoyed that book. Yeah. Um, but it does affect you deeply, I think. Yeah, but probably in a good way. I mean, to yeah. force you to mm-hmm. think about things that yes. I feel like our culture 
does yeah. need to grapple with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not easy to, to have those conversations. Well, Scott, this has been really fun. It has been fun. Thanks for having me on. Nice. On National Podcast Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we timed that. Right. We did. <laughs> That's why we're recording for today. That's right. We're celebrating. <laughs> we're honoring time. the day. Yeah. Um, and where can listeners find out more about Everfan? Yeah, so you can go to everfan.com and uh, find all our offerings on there. Um, locally, we do have a few things at the bookshelf, and mm-hmm. they can always ask either of you guys for what you don't have, and we'd be more than happy to make it for them. I feel like on more than one occasion, I have literally run up the stairs. Yes. Hey, can, I get a, <laughs> can I get one of these? And then I've run back downstairs. <laughs> um, so that's another small town perk. Yeah. <laughs> we always enjoy getting the random bookshelf customer that like wanders oh, yes. up the stairs and has no clue where they are. That probably happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you would think we would put a sign down there. I try. I put a chain, thinking that that would kind of help. But, yeah. but no. we will eventually put a sign. But part of me kind of enjoys like the random person that comes up. What is this place? Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other world up here. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> but this is fun. So thanks for having me on. Thank you. Um, you can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes or on our store website. That's www.bookshelfthomasville.com. And you can check out what we are doing at the store and sometimes elsewhere on our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram, at Bookshelf Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week.